Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Church Online this Sunday, this Pentecost Sunday. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to have the whole uh, pastoral team here. We're going to be discussing uh, what we're going to be doing next, what's coming next. Uh, as we were seeing a lot of uh, restrictions starting to be eased and there is some light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, right now. Uh, we are going to be discussing what we see the church doing next. We're in a, a very uh, specific and, and vital role in our communities and uh, we really want to be at the forefront of, of moving forward and we want to be at the forefront of thinking about what's coming next. And uh, so we have some uh, discussion points that we want to talk about today in terms of uh, what's next for us as individuals. Uh, what's next for us as Elam, as a church within our community, and what's next for the church as a whole uh, within the world? Where does the church, where does the church place itself uh, within the global context of uh, what we're going to do next and how we're going to be? So just to start as the church individually, uh, what we want to look at is how we as individuals have become impacted by uh, this whole crisis, this whole uh, pandemic that's been going on. And, and uh, what we need to be doing uh, in terms of uh, you know how we see ourselves within the bigger picture. And uh, the one thing that I've noticed about uh, about people is it's either it's either two things. This this pandemic has either been a time of self-reflection or self-absorption. And I talked a lot about in the last couple, couple of messages I've given about how we're supposed to be self-aware and self-reflect in this time. Uh, but as time has moved on, I've noticed that with people, it, it seems to be, I mean, I've seen this all over the place, not, not just here in Peterborough or, or wherever, I'm seeing it globally in that people are either taking this time to become self-aware or they're just becoming self-obsessed almost in their individual pursuits. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, a, it's an interesting time because if you're not being self-aware, you're not growing, you're not becoming, you know, who God wants you to be. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a time where, uh, where we have to look at the church and our place within the church as well, too. And uh, I think the thing that I've, I've come, come to reckon uh, with this time is that, uh, you know, church has become such a thing that is so easily accessible now. It's, it's something that you can get very easily by just going onto YouTube and watching a, a 10 minute sermon. And even if you don't want to watch our sermon or you want to watch something else, you can go globally around to any church and everybody's providing their service online. And it's super accessible. There's never been a time probably in man's history in, in that church has been this accessible. We were talking a little while ago about how uh, back when your grandmother was going to church that mm -hmm. Basically, it took them half an hour they had to walk miles to get to church in the rain and Absolutely. the bad weather. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we can just get up out of bed, you know, grab our coffee, don't even have to get dressed or shower and just sit down and, and consume church. Uh, so in one sense, you know, there's there's the fantastic church is accessible. But in the other sense, it's creating us this this, you know, what, what is the value that we're holding with church? and. Um, for me, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, if you're not watch, even watching church online now, uh, if you're not consuming it now, if you're not becoming a part of the church community now, chances are you never will. <laughs> because, uh, there, you know, you, you, you go gravitate towards, you move towards things that you find valuable, that you, you see importance in. 
And uh, if you're not seeing that now, I mean, one thing this pandemic has done is it's, it's made us see that our humanity requires community, requires person-to-person -person interaction. I think one of the things that really struck me with what you were saying is that um, so many people in the church, uh, and not just our church, but any church, are not actually tuning in to church at all. They're absorbed in their own life. But what I do find quite fascinating is the fact that a lot of people who do not go to church or haven't been in church for a long, long time are tuning in. Yeah. And to me, that's a sign that there is a hunger out there. And I think as the church, we have to be careful that the ones that don't go to church right. actually have more of a hunger yeah. and are fascinated by the word, more fascinated by the word of God than the ones that regularly attend church. That's, that's, I think it's a really cool piece of it too, because mm -hmm. the people, yeah, that's just it. The people that have become accustomed to church, it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's been there, seen it, done it. But the people that haven't now been either afraid to go into or, uh, you know, didn't want to step into a church. Now that is accessible. They can see and say, Hey, there is something here that I've been missing. So, and they're enjoying it. And they're enjoying it. Yeah. 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 I think uh, church, when you've been at it for a long time, can become commonplace. And I think what you have to do is continually find the novelty that yeah. comes through the Holy Spirit uh, kind of engaging with you when you're in church. And, and even in the things that are being shared uh, online, you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is anointing the words. And if you're to it, if it's commonplace to you, then you're going to do just like the people that were invited to the feast, yeah. the king's feast, and they all had excuses why they couldn't come. I'm some of them may have been even legitimate excuses, but they they missed out on the most significant thing that could have possibly happened. Mm -hmm. And so as the outcome of that, other people who gener generally were not particularly the ones that would have been invited, end up taking the place of the ones who are the children of the kingdom, who should be there, yeah. but who, because of, of it becoming common in their mind, yeah. uh, that is actually the opposite of holy. The opposite of holy is common. Yeah. And so you always have to see God as holy mm -hmm. and see our opportunity of coming into his presence as a, it's a holy moment. Yeah. And it's something that, that you miss out on if you don't engage with it. Yeah. All right, so given all this then, then how do you see that, how do you see this pandemic affecting Elam, even as our, our local church? Well, you know, I think it's really important what you've said about, you know, self-absorption versus self-reflection. And this is Pentecost Sunday coming up. It's very important that we at Elam realize why are we here? Why are we here in the city? And we need to know that because we believe that we are a body that really believes in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah for that. However, is it possible that we may need a bit of a mind reset? Um, because it's so much more than belonging to a church which believes and moves in the gifts of the Spirit and speaks in tongues. Uh, because we can be self-absorbed even in that fact, right? Yeah. Um, even our spiritual gifts being our identity instead of absolutely knowing that our identity is in Jesus Christ, in Christ. That's where our identity is, not in our gifting, um, not in how many gifts we have. Um, if we look back at what happened uh, in the upper room, we see that it was all about being equipped, um, being baptized into the Holy Spirit, being absorbed into the Spirit. Not for themselves, not for self-absorption, but they were being absorbed into the Holy Spirit, into the Spirit. Oh, I just love that, into the Holy Spirit. 
uh, for the sole purpose of taking the person that they had been infused with, the Holy Spirit, out of the building. Um, as we know that on the first day, you know, 3,000 souls were added to the infant church. I mean, that's not bad for a one-day harvest, right? I mean, wow, it's incredible. And from that day on, the early church went about doing good and doing good supernaturally. Peter's shadow, for example, you know, healing the sick as he just walked down the street. It's just phenomenal. And I believe that that shadow was nothing less than God's glory. And so what's next for our local church? We ask that question. And I've really been praying that during this part-time, that as a collective people, we've actually been, you know, instead of being self-absorbed, what am I going to do and what's, what's in it for me, that we've been saying, Lord, what do you have next for us yeah. as a local church? What's your heart for when we regroup? Because we really need to, we really need to know uh, his heart. I believe that the Sunday gathering must be a time of, you know, immense celebration, a time of hearing and receiving truth, of being in one accord, experiencing the oneness of the Spirit, uh, and the fear of the Lord being known among us. That's so important. A time of being equipped for the work of the ministry. Holy Spirit gatherings should not be rated, for example, as to how many voice gifts are exhibited in one service. Uh, but how much was Jesus glorified? Um, everything should be centered on Him, centered on glorifying Him. So whether it's preaching, worshiping, prophesying, uh, healing the sick, the question must be, was He glorified? As we leave the building on a Sunday, was Jesus the glorious one? Not the giftings, not who was used in the giftings, but was Jesus the glorious one? And I think that really has to be a key for our regroup I, I also think that another key word for this time is the word humility. Um, it's, I really believe it's the final capstone uh, which must of necessity be added to the body of Christ in this season. Every individual thrilled with the Lord and adamant about taking what they have received that particular day and experienced what they've experienced and received outside of the walls. The world is waiting anxiously, you know for the manifestation of the sons of God. We will be those people, I believe, uh, whose only desire is to fulfill his purpose on the earth. And I'm praying that the church will, I'm praying that the church will never be the same again. Yeah. It was good before, but I'm, I'm looking to the Lord that this is the time when he's gonna really visit the church and visit Elam in a way that we've never experienced before. Is it possible that going forward, um, God gets to do what He wants to do yeah. in the church. Not what we necessarily want, but what He wants to do mm -hmm. through a vibrant, spirit-filled body. And, you know, may it be said of us, as it was said of Peter, you know, um, full of, may we be a people full of and controlled yeah. by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing you said too about church never being the same again. We've seen some of the things that have come out for uh, places of worship in Alberta, some of the regulations yeah. going forward. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to be the same when we go back. True. And, uh, you know, that, you know, that, you know, there's these rules and regulations, but, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's for the better that things are not going to be the same again. Absolutely. We're, maybe we're returning to the heart of worship. Maybe we're returning yeah. to what's most important and everything else is just being being stripped away. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I've been uh, really caught with the idea that you put forward of being 
contrasting between self-absorption and self-reflection. And I love the part that you said that we're actually being absorbed into the Holy Spirit. That's really God's intention. And so part of our self-reflection is to come into that absorption in the Holy Spirit. So, uh, which is what actually happened in the upper room when they became uh, uh, absorbed with the Holy Spirit. At first, their their focus was for ten days just self-reflecting, uh, yeah, try to stay about thought about everything and examined everything, no doubt. Then on that uh, tenth day, the Holy Spirit came in, and then their whole focus changed to being absorbed in the yeah. Holy Spirit. They were in awe and wonder at what had happened. This is that. Mm -hmm. And uh, what also struck me that shortly after that, the focus went from them being infused with the Holy Spirit to them being concerned with the people outside their windows, yeah, awesome. outside their doors. Yeah. They went right out at that moment. Because that's the Holy Spirit's concern. Mm -hmm. yeah. God still loves the Absolutely. world. Yeah. And yeah. I think that this is part of what uh, we're going to see, a refocusing mm -hmm. of the church from being introspective uh, and being uh, looking outward at uh, how they can serve the broader community. So I'm a kind of big picture kind of person. And so when I look at um, I look at the news and look at what we're seeing around us, we're in a pandemic and uh, the point is that a pandemic is a global issue mm -hmm. and God therefore is actually operating, I believe God uses everything and he's using this, uh, but he's working on a global scale. So it means he's dealing with things in humanity that are part of humanity globally or everywhere uh, that he wants to actually uh, address and I believe that uh, he's using this for that purpose. And I'm trying to examine and self-reflect also on, and trying to be aware of what is God doing mm -hmm. because I want to fit in with what mm -hmm. he's doing. And uh, I do believe that uh, what he's doing is, uh, is seen in some of the simple things that we see around us. I don't know whether you observe this or not, but uh, I look at all and see that the whole world is wearing a mask. Yeah. The whole world. <laughs> All the world leaders, all, or most of them anyway, <laughs> are wearing a mask. Yeah. And uh, it is bizarre. It is. Uh, I don't like wearing a mask, to yeah. be honest. I don't, I don't think I look good in it. I can't flash my, you know, totally white. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, smile at people, and you can't interact quite the same way, and you feel confined. And mm -hmm. So you don't like wearing a mask. And the interesting thing is, but the whole world is wearing a mask. And the interesting thing is, uh, we're told that wearing a mask doesn't actually protect you. It protects others from you. Yeah. And so my protection comes from what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. And their protection comes from what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so actually the focus now is not on me yes. and what is good for me, yeah. it is what is good for others. Yeah. And I benefit if everybody has the same attitude. So mm -hmm. there's a unity being formed. There's a, a sense of concern for others being born, and it's global. Yeah. And uh, I think that's something God is doing. He's actually trying to shift people away from self-absorption mm -hmm. and narcissism. Mm -hmm. Socialists, yeah. so, sociologists rather, are saying that uh, the world is in a culture of narcissism. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the pathway out of that is to change your focus from self mm -hmm. uh, to selflessness, and in particular, um, it, in fact, uh, the Bible says in Timothy that in the last days people will be lovers of self yeah. rather than lovers of God. And then it yeah. goes on in that passage in Timothy and uh, actually says, um, it actually begins to define some of the terrible downhill slide that happens when a society becomes absorbed in itself. 
So self-reflection actually has an impact on our person, but out of that can also come an impact on the church, on the local church. If we're self-reflecting and we're coming into an absorption of the Holy Spirit, He will show us how to act together. And I really miss being together yeah. for that reason, yeah. because yeah. when we're together, the Holy Spirit is present with us yes. in a different way. Yes. Absolutely. And I miss that. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, being able to be aware of the Holy Spirit, aware of His presence will affect that. It will also affect globally. Yeah. It can affect the, in fact, affect the entire world. So how do we self-reflect? Uh, so what occurred to me is that reflection requires a mirror. You can't reflect in nothing. Mm. You have to have a mirror. And, uh, and the kind of mirror that we use is really important so that we don't get a distorted picture. So some people reflect through their own imagination. They see what they are by their own imagination. Other people use peer pressure. Peer pressure is other people telling you what you are like and you're affected by that and influenced by that. But the best way to observe and, and reflect on, on, on yourself is to do what it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 18. It says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror yeah, the glory of the Lord yeah. are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So when we, James also says that we look into the perfect law, and that is the law of the Spirit of life in Christ. When we look into that and abide by it, we actually change, we're transformed. And so this verse in particular says that when we allow the Holy Spirit to be our mirror, we don't just see what we are, but we see what God intends us to be. Mm -hmm. And that is a transformative power. Yeah. If you're only trying to self become self-aware and change by your own strength, yeah. you have no outside help. Yeah. Whereas, and if it's by peer pressure, you have nobody. Everybody's criticizing you, but you have no power to actually make a change. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to point out things, He not only points out what needs to change, but He gives you the power to change. That's right. mm -hmm. And that's the transformative power of the Holy Spirit, and that's an amazing thing. So I believe that that's what we are tapping into right now when we're self-reflecting yeah. in the Holy Spirit, He's actually beginning to change and transform us so we become vitalized mm. by the power of God. Yeah. And that's going to affect the world around us. Absolutely. Yes. That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that's all really good stuff and it's a lot. It's, it's been challenging for everybody on, on pretty much every level. And I think what uh, overall this pandemic has done as well too is show us how fragile we are, how fragile our systems are, mm -hmm. how fragile our, even our human body is, that it can take down our livelihoods, it can take away jobs, it can take away our economy, uh, it can even take away our church services. Uh, it shows the fragility of humanity and how we have to actually rely on the strength of God. And I think that that is part of what we are being called to remove the pride that we have of ourselves and everything that we've developed in our, our own towers that we've you know, yeah. just built yeah. up uh, and uh, is calling us into a new dependence on him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we should pray moving forward. Mm -hmm. So with that, I think we should conclude this with uh, that prayer in that regard. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Father, I thank you that in this time you're actually shifting our focus from where we're dependent on ourselves, where we are dependent on the systems that have that have actually helped us uh, through life up till now, 
and we're shifting that, Lord, to a dependence on you. We realize that all these other things are helpful, but they are not where our true help comes from. Right. Our help comes from the Lord of hosts who made heaven and earth. And Lord, I thank you for those that are helping. And Lord, we know that you can give grace to them so that that becomes a help to everyone. But Lord, above all, we want to give you glory. We want to see that our help does come from you. And when that help comes, we will glorify your wonderful yeah. name. Bless the Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for coming into our lives. Strengthen each one now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Have a wonderful week, and we hope that we get to be together soon. Amen. God bless.